0: Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Adam Stone, and this is the Committed Collective Podcast with my co-host Steve Kerwin and Byron Hazley. We speak to an array of great guests to discuss ways to unify, educate and empower ourselves against racism and socioeconomic inequality. Steve, where can our listeners find us on social media? Yeah, first off, you can find us on our website at thecommittedcollective.org. Don't forget to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Next, you can find us at The Committed Collective on Instagram and Facebook, and my personal favorite, The Committed Collective Forum on Facebook, where we have open dialogue topics about conversations that we need to have that we might not necessarily want to. As always, remember to challenge inequalities and champion change now.
1: Welcome to The Committed Collective podcast, the girls take over for Women's Month March 2022. Um, As we mentioned last week, this year's Women's Month is from Tuesday, March 1st until Thursday, March 31st, 2022. Our fun fact for the day, or I would just say exciting news, is last month in February marked a historic moment in the fight for women's equal pay in sports. The U.S. Women's National Soccer Team reached a proposed settlement in its class action equal pay lawsuit against the U.S. u.s soccer federation after a six-year legal battle a 24 million dollar settlement was reached which will be finalized contingent on the ratification of a new collective bargaining agreement by the uswnt players association so yay women's soccer yay in the fight for equal pay to men's soccer
0: yeah they need to get that stuff signed sealed and delivered because they are definitely owed their dollars, just saying. Uh, speaking of women's soccer and sports, today, super excited uh, because we have a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous queen on with us today. She is all things sports. She is all thing popcorn all things pop culture, all things influence. She's just all around. She just knows everything. Um, so, so excited to introduce you, Miss Twilly Cottingham. Hello. Hello, Queen.
2: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited and happy
0: Women's Bomb-Ass Month. So. Yeah. Bomb-Ass Month. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, we are so excited to have you on um, because, you know, you are one of the most hilarious, intelligent, witty, wonderful, bomb ass woman in my network. So Twilly, tell us a little about yourself, like where are you from, what college do you go to? What is Miss Twilly Cunningham all about? Tell us. Yes. Well, my
2: name is Twilly Cottingham. So it's like a T in front of Willie. So Twilly. I was named after my grandmother. I'm from this small town, in Alabama called Montevallo, Alabama. And I graduated from Alabama A&M University. It is a historically black college university in northern Alabama. Very proud HBCU grad. Um, so go Bulldogs. And I started working in sports television like After college, it was my internship and I was a production assistant for ESPN, Fox Sports, Showtime Sports. Like I was a freelancer, so I had the ability to work with all networks, which was kind of cool. And then I got more attached with my friends and family who worked at ESPN. So I started working as a production coordinator with them. And then I took a step away from that and started working in conservative talk radio which was quite different, you know, trying to versatile the resume. And um, but I quickly found out that I hated that. <laughs> so uh, one of my girlfriends, she worked with me at ESPN. She became a U.S. major airline flight attendant. And I was like, really? Like, that's kind of cool. She's like, girl, come with me like we can still do sports and fly and we can see the world. So I took a step away from television and radio and started serving cookies and Coke on a (laughs) main airline. And I've been doing that as well, but it also gives me the ability to still do sports production on the side, as well as my own personal sports storytelling on my YouTube channel and my Instagram and my TikTok. So you get to see a lot of behind the scenes things that a lot of people don't know what goes into sports, like setting up everything, researching the stories, getting our talent there, make sure our food is all right and make sure we're telling sports stories in a positive way or in a different way. Well that's why I try to showcase it's not all about LeBron or about Naomi Osaka, like, you know, hey, like this coach had like a triple bypass surgery, like and he's coaching, you know, like that's like super dope too. So that's what I try to showcase. And you know, I love pop culture, like she said. So anything Kardashian, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta you know, cartoons, Disney+, Plus. like I'm obsessed with Encanto right now. And, um, you know, just like the weird facts that no one else would know, like I know, like that's like my thing. And um, and a good way for me to get back to the community is I compete in pageantry and stand on my platform of Let's Play, which teaches kids to be active for at least 60 minutes out of the day by playing sports. And then after that, I just come home and gossip with Destiny and I go to sleep. So that's That's me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So you mentioned your, you know, social YouTube channel, which is like, everybody needs to watch it because for real, it's amazing. Um, Where can people find you on social? Because you are, you are out there and you shoot, produce everything. You always have a camera in your hand because you just get behind the scenes. So,
2: oh yeah. So you can definitely follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and youtube at take off twilly all together so t-a-k-e-o-f-f twilly t-w-i-l-l-i-e and you will literally just get a variety of things you'll get my good day of flying my bad day of flying uh, me going to a game um you'll get me judging a pageant or me just gossiping about a netflix show so yeah
1: <laughs> you were like uh i would just a woman of many wonders. I'm like very impressed. <laughs> oh,
2: thank you. Well, I was the only child growing up. Okay. So like I just have to find ways to constantly entertain myself. So that's pretty much me now.
1: <laughs> so did you know that you wanted to get into kind of the production like sports thing from like a young age, or is that something you found out when you went to college? Or like how did you have some influences growing up?
2: Yeah. So actually my whole sports TV career came like way later in life because actually I wanted to be an engineer and I wanted to build interstates. Like that was my obsession. I loved it. Like that's all I wanted to do. And in high school, we had a really, really good mass comm program. And my cousin being older than me was like my influencer basically. And she was like, oh, you need to get a mass comm. Like all the cool kids get a mass comm. So I was like, okay. And so I got into that and I was like, oh, I really like television and cameras and telling the story and writing scripts and stuff. So then I wanted to get into entertainment because I was like, news is too depressing. Um, I was like, I don't like science. I don't care about weather. I was like, I was like, entertainment, <laughs> was, you know, I was like, you'll never have like the same day twice. So it's always going to be something new. So I got into entertainment, like MTV, like I want to be an MTV VJ so bad. Like, I
0: think everybody <laughs> did. That was yeah. like on my list. Yeah, too. Was- I'm like, I, I can I be up there next to Carson Daly? Hey, you know, yeah. and all the other fly VJs. You had like Jen, uh, Jenny McCarthy's so I was like, oh, yes. I want to be a VJ. I want to be up there. Oh, yes, girl.
2: Insanely obsessed. Like, uh, Lala was my idol back in the day. Um, Oh, yes, Lala. Yes. But then my senior year, our sports reporter got sick. And so they were like, well, Twilly, you're a cheerleader. Like, you knew the game. You go cover it. And I was like, "Uh, okay. And so actually (laughs) in high school, we had competitions and the game that I covered, they sent it in. Like, I had no idea. And I got back like the highest score for the competition, like out of everyone in the state. And so one of the judges called me and was like you're really good like this is what you need to do in college like this is what you need to do for the rest of your life and i was Uh like really like you know i was like well that's kind of cool like i didn't like like i said it was a last minute thing so i was just kind of like oh hey we won but this also happened like to, you know, it was just like just me being me. And so my um, teacher from high school, she was like, no, it's totally. like this is your thing. This is what you do the absolute best out of all categories of like broadcasting. So I was like, all right. So I went to college and at AM, we really didn't have like a strong like mass comm program It more focused on kids with film. So it was kind of like, mm, like, I don't really know what I want to do. And then my friends from back at home, they started working in television production and in sports. And it was like, well, hey, we can start you on as an intern, Come join us. So then I started working in that area, and then I realized that every girl wants to be a sports reporter. Every girl wants to be Maria Taylor, Jameel Hill, Pam Oliver, you know all those things. And but there's not that many Black women behind the camera. And I right. was like, oh, I get to work sports, and I don't have nobody stalking me and telling me I don't know about sports. Like, and I get to go to work ugly. Like, oh yeah, like I'm gonna start like doing this. But every side of sports has its pros And cons. So like a reporter can show up late, really, really cute and like real look cute on the sidelines. Whereas me, I have to be there six hours before the game starts and three hours mm-hmm. afterwards. And you know, just different stuff. But either way, either side, like I truly enjoyed it. And now that I'm like older and kind of like not as invested in it, I like being able to tell the story from my angle. So I like being my right. own reporter, my own producer, my own sound tech. Like I said, I get to tell the stories that. I would love to watch and I would love to see whether it's being a basketball wife or being a basketball manager. So that's how everything came about with me.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned um, just your history. Obviously, you cheered and kind of how you got into the industry. It always is just it wows me because you know literally everything about every sport like you know we just had the olympics and you know chile's like oh yeah this person's competing and this you know category and they're doing this and you know basketball she knows coaches she knows players so like how did that come about like just you know because it sounds like getting into the industry it's kind of like okay yeah i guess i'm good at it i'll give it a try um, but how did it kind of come about, like just all your your wealth of knowledge? So you cheered. Was there any other sports that you played? Yeah. So I played softball
2: ooh, since I was like five and like softball was my baby like i loved it if i like i played year-round sometimes but like if i really could play like every day like that was my sport um i played basketball one year but the only reason why i played is because we didn't have cheerleaders and like i said whatever my cousin was doing i want to be a part of it so she was on the basketball team so i was like all right i guess i get on basketball um mm-hmm. but i guess i also want to say like my parents so like my dad played professional football and my mom played basketball and my mom knew I was going to be tall because my dad was 6'4, my mom's six foot. So they knew I was going to be tall, but my mom didn't want me to be pigeonholed into just basketball. Because most tall girls would be like, oh, play basketball, play basketball. Yeah. She was like, No, like there's ice skating, there's gymnastics, there's like water polo, there's this, there's that. So I think my love, like, even though, like I said, I love softball. I loved all sports because like I knew what it took to like become a championship team or like you can always cheer and be excited. Like I said, some sport that I don't understand, cricket, I don't get it. But I love. I watch it all day. I watch watch curling religiously when they just did the Winter Olympics. I don't understand it, but I'm obsessed with it. I will cheer it. Um, they did like sloping. Like I I don't know. It's just like I guess the inner cheerleader in me. Like I I just love everything because there's a beginning and an end, a winner. I don't want to say loser, but a not winner. You know, so it's just like always the pomps and circumstance and the excitement of it. So, okay, love it
1: your dad played football your mom did basketball did you feel like you had experience like to do like other things besides sports growing up or did you just like love sports too and like does that make oh, sense, yeah. I guess? Yeah, no, 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 No. definitely.
2: No. Um. So I was raised as an only child. And again, my mother wanted to make sure that I was exposed to everything. So I'm actually a classically trained pianist, flutist and violinist. Oh All right. So, like, you know, <laughs> and then like I dance as well. So I've danced on Broadway. Um, I've done acting plays. I was a child model. So like I had a seven day busy schedule growing up. So I know about Carmen and I know about Hamilton and yet I'll watch Sports Center or like I said, I'll watch Miss America. My mom would always say that she had the perfect child. She has like a little boy that plays sports and gets dirty for softball, but will get real prissy in a pageant dress. And I kind of coined the phrase that I'm a tom girl, you know, so like I love myself, but I'm also like very girly too. But um, but I am like grateful for like my mom and my family. To make sure that you know, like sports wasn't the end all be all, and that's kind of like my mission too. Because, like I said, my hometown, especially in the black community, they only push for sports, 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 and this is all you can do: carry a football or be a rapper. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, you can be in sports, but you don't have to be the star athlete. You can be an yeah. agent, you can be a publicist, you can be a general manager, you can be over marketing, you can be over ticketing. So that's now, like, especially on my Instagram, I try to showcase that, like. There's women who work over social media for the NFL. There's women who are over recruiting at LSU. Like you can be in sports, but you don't have to be the athlete to be in sports.
1: Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's great.
1: And then as far as like, I guess your experience kind of, you said, you you know, you got the internship to kind of get into like the ESPN. Because I think when. I would say I don't have like the most knowledge on like women in like sports, not even playing sports. But like I think of like Aaron Andrews of like, you know, broadcasting the games. And like I feel like it's a small industry for women, especially black women. Um, Kind of what was your experiences there? Were there challenges being a black woman trying to get into this field and like the competition with, I would say, a male dominated field?
2: Oh girl. Yes. It's still competition to this day. Um, like I like one of the quotes from scandal, like you gotta be twice as good to get half of what they have. And basically Mm -hmm. that was really me. Um, like i said i can name an incident you know a girl she wasn't black and she wrecked the rental car for work now if i would have wrecked that rental car i would've been kicked out the internship would never been able to work again and one time i actually got in trouble cuz i took a picture with a friend that's in the nfl that i've known since college and they were like you can't like fraternize with that and i was like i've literally known him since freshman year of college like that is my friend but she wrecked a car and didn't get in trouble so i love like <laughs> you know, it's just, it is kind of hard. I think it's a little bit easier now because, um, there's so many of us with the same like stories and struggle. Like I'm in a group chat now. It's over like 800 of us. And we're constantly like giving each other tips or dropping like job opportunities or like trying to meet up. And I saw like a lot of them at Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago in L.A. And I would say it's easier now than when I started, because like I said, you have me. So if I see another young intern Twilly come in, I'm literally going to pull her in and be like, OK, girl. You can't wear this. You can't do this. I know this girl may do this. And like, I didn't have that. So, but it makes it easier now because they can say, oh, I know Twilly, she did do this. And um, we have women like one of my girlfriends, Jordan Robinson, she created She's So Sporty and it's about women in sports. And now it's just like she sells sweatshirts and T-shirts and different things. But she also posts different women and you're able to connect. Like I now have a friend named Angie who works with Dallas Cowboys. So next season, when I go to that game, I can see Angie. She's over marketing like. I never would have saw a black woman over marketing for you know Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys or different things like that, um, but it does help now because like you mentioned, Aaron Andrews. To me, I never looked at Aaron Andrews because Aaron Andrews didn't look like me. But when I right. was growing up, only person I had to reflect my dreams and goals was Pam Oliver. But they only use Pam Oliver for special events. Whereas girls mm-hmm. now, you have Maria Taylor and Maria Taylor six two. You have uh, Terica she's doing CIAA. She says she's she's doing a lot of amazing, um, HBCU sports. And then you also have, um, all the young ladies, she just started with, um, NBA basketball. She's like Afro-Latina. And then you also have like Joy Taylor, who's with the Colin Hayward show. Like she's Afro-Latina. I think she's mostly Latina, but she's invited to the barbecue. But like I
0: said, <laughs> uh, you know,
2: you just really have infinite options to see. And even my girl, Megan Raines, I'm probably saying her last name wrong, but she's Asian. And I love her the most because she created a t-shirt and a movement saying we need more Black voices, Latin voices, Asian, LGBTQ, and all the players. Plus 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 after that. Um, but she's like the voice for soccer. And I'm just like, wow, like I've never seen an Asian sports reporter. And even though I'm not Asian, I'm still right. rooting for her because I'm like, she literally didn't have any examples, like, you know, besides like a, an Asian news reporter, and now we got an Asian sports reporter. Like, that's right. super dope. So yeah. it's a like a small sisterhood, but it's also very big and very supportive. Um, so I'm very blessed for that. Now, however even though it's 2022 you still don't have all women that support other women and wow. it, it and it hurts my heart especially one particular woman like she's like every girl in sports wants to be her and I was even one of those girls but I also noticed she's she's not cheering on other women the same way like me and my friends are and other women as well. Like the Joy Taylor lady um, at Super Bowl, she invited all the different women in sports and entertainment, had this huge party in LA and posted every single woman that came to that event and was like, if you didn't make it this year, I hope to see you in Arizona next year. And there was a women in sports brunch. Everyone came together and was just like supporting each other. Like, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored to be here. And then this one girl she doesn't do that. Like I've I've never once seen her post especially a black woman cuz she's black as well. She's never posted another black woman and I'm just like are are you afraid someone's going to take your spot like Right. I, I don't like. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all in this same race together. There's a big old pie. There's enough pie for everybody. And if not, I can go to McDonald's and get you an apple pie to make sure you. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, like I, I literally tweeted today. I said, "When one of us wins, we all win." And yep. one of my friends, Angie, she said, "Twilly is a girl's girl. She may not know you from a can of paint, but." If you're making one step easier for her and the next girl after her, she's going to root for you wholeheartedly. And I feel like most women in sports and even not in sports, just in general, need to have that same mentality. Like, girl, there's literally room for all of us. Like, don't do the crabs in the barrel thing. Like, you know, be everyone's cheerleader, especially your sister. So.
0: So I feel like the women in sports, you know, it's, I mean, just for a prime example, women's soccer, it, all that time for them to get this settlement, and it's still contingent upon a bunch of other, you know, things. Um, so the, the checks aren't written yet. Mm-hmm. Um it's, you know, sports is like it's a male industry. It's a multi billion dollar male industry. So it sounds like, you know, you've definitely had your challenges, you know, with other females. But what about with males? You know, because in Women's History Month, we always want to talk about, you know, rising above adversity in male dominated spaces. And, you know, you've obviously rolled in a male dominated space. So what's been like your biggest challenge with, you know, the flip side, you know, dealing with men?
2: Um, The flip side with men, uh, it's very interesting. Um, (laughs) When I did my local news station intern, my resume was already better than the main anchor. Like I said, I was like, I've already Mm. worked with ESPN, Fox, Showtime. Like, (laughs) your girl is good. I'm just doing this for a class grade. And one of the guys that I was interning under, he was like, well, you're still not going to make it far. You know, like, I mean, that's cool for right now. But like, you know kudos for that but like that's it for you and it's so funny because i saw him at like some local event and he's still covering like high school sports and different things like that whereas i got to work two super bowls nfl combine you know major college football national championships and i'm like yeah you're still doing like little bucky beaver high school um you know (laughs) So you will have those. um, But I mean, that's always especially like I said, when you're trying to get in the boys club. But then you also have members of like I'm a member of National Association of Black Journalists. And every male that I've ever met in that organization is truly my brother. They root me on. They send me job applications and they tell you like, hey, someone picking on you. You come to us. We we got you. Like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um. Perfect example, Jamil Hill. She used to work for ESPN and she made a tweet about former President Trump. And of course it like broke the internet. But (laughs) every, every single male in NABJ, they literally flew to her. I think she was in Connecticut at the time. They literally flew to her in Connecticut and was like, nope, nope. We got you, little sis. We're going to protect you. We're going to love you. And that's one thing I love about that organization. So if I ever were to encounter a male from that local station again saying like, oh, tool, you're not going to make it. I know I can easily call up like one of my mentors, Michael Lyle, and he'd be like, girl, He's at a local station in Alabama. You have right. done Super Bowl in L.A. He can never touch you. So, um, but yeah, so you have two sides of the coin. But like I said, if you find a good, strong brotherhood that really has your back and really will help you push forward, then you're like good to go.
0: Amazing. OK, uh, so, you know, you work Super Bowls, you've worked NFL, um, NFL Combine, you know, you just do the thing but you're also an activist in your community and you do pageantry. So I know you mentioned a little bit about your platform in sports. So how does that kind of cross over, you know, with your pageants and you've done lots of pageantry and, you know, you are Queens, queen. So.
2: Yeah, it just kind of ties in together. Um, Like I said, with sports, you have a goal. You want to be a champion. You want to be the best. You want to be the first draft pick. And with pageantry, you still have that goal. You want to be the winner. You want to be the best. Like, you know, you want that crown of your head because there can only be one winner. Just like in sports, there can only be one. Technically, there can only be one winner. Um, And how they kind of tie in together, like sports taught me about like teamwork and determination and confidence. And you basically have to have that with Padenture as well. And maybe not so much as teamwork with like the other contestants, but your pageant coach or your photographer or your makeup artist or, you know, your mom or your friend or your pageant sisters, like it truly is a team effort to really get that win. And so they just tie all together. And like I said, me growing up, there's never been another Twilly. And I mean, there probably won't ever be one, but. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs)
0: You (laughs) You are one of a kind.
2: uh, Yes, I love it. But (laughs) if there's another little Twilly out there who's like, well, I want to do sports, but I also want to do a pageant. I want to show them that, girl, you can, like, there's no box for you to fit in. Like, um, what's that scene from High School Musical status quo? Girl, there's no status quo. Do whatever tickles your fancy. So that's how I kind of like bridging them together. Just showing that they're like impossible is possible, per se.
1: <laughs> You're just so intriguing to talk to. I feel like, um, like a wonder woman over here. Um, so I'd say like, I mean, obviously you've been very competitive from a young age. Would you say like, you got that from like sports or just like the way you were raised from your parents? Like, I mean, did you guys play like board games growing up and it's like, we're, we're going to win. Oh, girl, do not play Scrabble in my house. It is
2: <laughs> it is literally like the Summer Olympics, Super Bowl, NBA finals, cheer finals. Girl, like we're so competitive and my mom wins every game. I really think she's a part of the Illuminati because there's no <laughs> possible way she can beat me. But she does. And I think she just like I said it earlier, you know, you have to be twice as good to get half of what they got, and she just kind of like instilled that in me. Like, okay, you're Twilly. Your name is already unique, so that's already going to put you out there. You need to like back it up as well. And it's not so much a competitive where it's like, uh, like me and Destiny did a patching together, and Destiny one day was like, oh, which dress should I wear? I was never like, oh, okay, the ugly one. I'm gonna tell her wear that. Like. No, because because this is the thing just like in Bring It On she said when we compete against the best I want to beat the best of the best so I want Destiny to bring her best foot forward as well as any other competitor I compete against because if I lose and just
0: side note Twilly, uh, she cleaned my ass with the floor. She oh, placed stop
2: it, <laughs> stop <laughs> it, stop it. No, trust me, if I could have found Destiny in her early years, I would have made her a pageant professional by now. But no, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get her in another one. But um, but yeah, you want everyone to bring your best because that's going to even bring out the best in me. Um, and like I said, if I win or lose, I can say, I beat this girl from us virgin islands who's won like 15 titles you know and i'm like wow or if i lost to her i'm like well this girl has 15 titles like she's amazing she's dope but i now know no i now know what i have to do to increase and make my presentation better um and like i said that even comes with sports too i remember my junior year of high school, and we were in this county cheerleading competition, and we wanted to win so bad because, like I said, my high school's small, but when it comes to cheerleading and women's sports, oh, we was the creme de la creme, and we lost. And I made a vow to my co-captain, well, we would eventually be co-captains next year. I said, "Our senior, we're winning. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if they cuss us out like." it just put like an extra drive in me and then next year we won and same thing with me and pageantry so I, my hometown is huge on pageantry like it is if you ever look up this movie called Drop Dead Gorgeous that I swear to God is based on my hometown
0: like oh my God with Kristen Dunst yes. and Denise Richards back oh. in the 90s taking us yes. back <laughs> oh my God
2: that movie is like one of my favorites but like I said this the entire town shuts down you shop for your dress in a year like I remember My senior year, I went to Atlanta, I went to Florida, I went to Tennessee to look for this one particular dress because I was determined like I am Miss Montevallo. I'm gonna be the first black girl to win it. I am Miss Montevallo. Like I was truly determined. The same way I was determined with cheerleading, I was determined with pageantry. And like I said, my freshman year, I lost horrible sophomore year I lost horrible and I was like okay Tuli you're not a loser so what are you doing that's not helping you to win and so I got a better dress I got a better coach I got a better hairstyle I got better makeup and I got first runner up and most people like you got first runner up like I don't get why you know that isn't good enough for you and I'm like I'm not a first runner up person like I have one more year to try for this I'm going to give it my all so this time I was say, like, mama, we need this dress, this hair, this makeup. Like, you know, like I said, I'm just one of those. Like if I have a goal, I'm going to accomplish it as much as I'm like, oh, I'm gonna let it go. It'll still be in the back of my head. Like, Twilly, you know, you can do this. You know, you can do this. Like you're a Twilly. Like you can do this. So my senior year, I found the dress. I did everything right. I researched, I studied, I practiced and I won. And I guess. You know, and it makes me kind of sad now, too, because it makes me think of Chesley Chris, who just passed away, Miss USA, and how she said in the article, you're always chasing that big win and you're always chasing that win. And it's it's really addictive. It's a positive and a negative roll into one. But and I wish she could have found it in a healthy way. And I'm very lucky to say I found it in a healthy way. Like I love having a goal and to go after to achieve it. But it's not the end all or break all to me. Like I have family. I have friends. I have my health. I have Disney Plus. So, <laughs> you know, like, I'm good to go. And I just hope people realize, like, it's OK if you're not LeBron. It's OK if you're not Chesley. Like, mm-hmm. just do your race because you never know what win can come from just being on a stage or being in the arena with that person. So that's that's yeah. my outlook on competitive edge and stuff.
1: <laughs> well, and then like that being said, I'd say. I feel like, you know, sometimes you do live in this world where people are constantly chasing the next thing and the next thing and don't stop to enjoy the thing that they got. Um, And I'd say, what advice would you give people? I mean, with, you know, a competitive drive that are very ambitious to like maybe take a step back sometime and be like, I did do this. This is me. I'm great. And now I'm going to work for the next thing.
2: Yeah. Um, I can say I'm one of those people. Uh, like I said, I put my heart and the soul into a pageant I competed in this summer. And when I didn't win, I was devastated. Like I was furious and I wanted to burn my sash. I wanted to burn my crown mm-hmm. and I've, and I've never been like that. Like I said, I've been in a bunch of pageants where I've won and where I've lost, but this one, I just felt so robbed and so hurt. And like I said, I've been doing pageants pageant since I was five. So for me to come now and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's not really me. Just step away for a moment, regroup, like, you know what you did wrong. You know what you can increase on. And you did walk away with new friends and new memories and different things like that. And I even had that problem with being an influencer because you have some women who are like getting brand deals left and right, or even sports jobs left and right? And I'm like, I'm applying for these jobs. Like, I'm doing the same post she's doing. Like, why isn't it happening for me? Like, I'm gonna be a full time influencer, move to LA, and live my best life and my downs, <laughs> You know, like I was <laughs> like, I'm just as good and more creative than them. But you have to step back and be like, girl, you just did a brand deal with Team USA for the Winter Olympics. These other sports brain girls haven't done that. You were invited to the HBCU Legacy Bowl in in New Orleans. No other influencer was invited to that. You got to work Super Bowl. That influencer wasn't there. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. your path is set for you. And it's so easy to get caught up in it. It's really easy. And I think with Chesley's death recently, it made me really realize to decompress like Mm -hmm. Nothing is worth the stress as much as you want to be great and be the best. As long as you're living and alive and you have people that love you and you have a faith and believe in something, whether it's God or Scientology or rocks or whatever, you know, (laughs) as long as you like have the strong conviction, like you know who you are, then it's okay. But I will say this. Take a moment to decompress, turn off the phone, put it on silent watching Kanto uh watch <laughs> you know watch the Disney classics and then regroup and like I said study research and be like okay I'll see what pattern works for them but I'm gonna add like my twist to it but right. don't get caught up in that like I said it's easier said than done but you really have to look at the overall picture and realize like you said enjoy the moment because once it's gone it that's it so right. Just relax, relax, relate, release. Like my favorite Whitley Gilbert said from a different world. If you have not watched the show, you definitely need to. Oh (laughs) Um, my gosh. But yeah, like that's my own personal mantra. What I say, just relax, relate, release, and it's all good.
0: So you know, your life is just full of, you know, competitive arenas. And I think that that's great advice for, you know, women, especially, especially black women, because women in general, we have this like push, 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 you know, everybody's expecting something from us and black women, we carry some weight on our shoulders. So I think it's really important to, you know, have that mantra or something to step back on when you're still always chasing and having to be twice as good um, to be considered, you know, even equal or half as good as some other people. So going back to, you know, everything you've done, especially with sports and the competitive space, what would your advice be for a young Twilly maybe, or maybe a young Destiny, but probably Mm -hmm. not going to be my child (laughs) because I don't know crap about a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. Um, What would your advice be for like, you know, a younger you know, black woman, woman in general, you know, coming into wanting, possibly want to do something in sports? Honestly, I know this may sound cliche,
2: but network. And because that, you know, like I spoke about NABJ and I give them a, a lot of credit to like my career, my success, because Terrica she is now the voice that she's doing CIAA she's one of my mentors and she's different like me she loves color lipstick she's very pro-black and you're not gonna hide it and she's like you can be yourself and she's like I know it's gonna be a bumpy path but I promise you if you stay Twilly you're going to make it. And not even so much NABJ, but also my university, Alabama A&M University, Um, the HBCU community, we truly look after each other and we're going to look out for our own and the next one and to make sure to be the most successful person that you can be. And also I would say, believe in yourself. And oh my God, you're always going to have a dude being like, well, what did the Braves do in 1993 when they had the second round draft pick? Do you know? I So by I will tell you this though: the Braves this year they won the World Series. They're returning the same team. Dansby Swanson makes like $10 dollars, like you know. And but be strong in the sports arena that you know. Like I love gymnastics. I'm five ten. I never got to live out my gymnastics dream but I can tell you who was on the Olympic team in 96 and 2000, 2004. And if I don't know that well, I have a cousin who was a gymnast so I can reach out to her, but find the sport that you love and that makes you happy and speak about it. Like I said, if it's cricket girl, talk about cricket. If it's (laughs) um, equestrian, talk about it. Like, I don't know about a question, but I love it in the Summer Olympics, especially when you have Snoop commentating. Oh, my God. That's like, <laughs> that's favorite. But, like you know, like I said, just be you and know your path. And then, like I said, if you don't know something, find someone that does. And if they don't, I promise you, they'll be able to connect you with someone else. Um, I know that's for me, especially like girls who are like, oh, I want to be a silent reporter. And I'm like, well, that's not really my area, but my friend Naomi is. Talk to her. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She works for this station. Okay. You want to go on the radio? My friend Liv. This is what she does. Um, my friend Jasmine, she does sports betting. Girl, she tried to teach me. I am so lost, but I'm <laughs> still learning. But like I said, if I have another young Twilly or young Destiny or anyone else, I can be like, here's my friend Jasmine. She got you. She can teach you, and we're good to go. So just, just don't try to be competitive with the fellow female. And I know people are going to try to pin you against that way. Um, Recently, Jamil Hill said that about between her and Carrie champion, because they were two big lead black faces at ESPN. And, you know, people Mm -hmm. are like, there can't be two black women at ESPN. Oh no, we need a new, like little Kim Cardi B beef. And they were like, why? Like if you see her face on sports center at five, That's going to help me to see my face on SportsCenter at seven, you know. So just truly don't think of it as a competition and just more of a sisterhood. And like I said, not all women are going to be that way. But majority of them, once you navigate and find your tribe, we got you, girl, and help you live up to your best dreams. Because like I said earlier, when one of us wins, all of us win. I love that. So definitely
0: confidence, find your tribe find your sports and just go in there with your head held high, not being competitive. I love that. I love that. So as we close out, we always like to close out with a question of the week. Um, So question of the week this week What do you think um, is an advancement in women's sports that needs to be addressed like ASAP? And it can be like in your industry, you know, working behind the scenes production, which is equally as important as, you know, women on the field or arena, whatever have you, whatever sport it is. What do you think is like, what would you say is like the biggest advancement needs to be like addressed right now? Like it's really important.
2: Um, (laughs) I would definitely say exposure and just because like I said, it's rare when you see a female camera operator, a female producer, a female over lighting, a lighting director, a talent director, and especially like this summer, um, actually going back to 2020 when we were on lockdown and everyone was at home watching the WNBA, their increase in viewership was up by like 60% and actually had more viewers than the NBA. And even like recently um, when Chicago Sky won with Candace Parker, the increase was like of watching and jerseys being sold, like it's out there. And I don't understand why executives really think like, women or men in general are not going to watch women's sports. That is a lie. Now I do not like basketball. It is not my sport. However, (laughs) I tuned into every final game of the Chicago Sky versus Arizona last year. Um, I live down the street from University of South Carolina, and they're the number one basketball team in the country, women's basketball team in the country. And I've watched every single game. Dawn um, Stanley, she's their head coach. She's a former WNBA star. They literally had a two-hour wait to get into the gym for this game. And it was the first time in 11 years we had a ESPN college game day for women's basketball this they're literally a perfect basketball team so i would just say like the coverage and the exposure um even women's gymnastics so suny lee is an auburn gymnast i'm an auburn fan too so that's really big in alabama um i watch every gymnastics meet and every gymnastics meet in auburn even before she got there has been selling out like crazy but now that she's there you know her being an olympic medalist a gold medalist at that Every meet is just sold out. Nice. And then I was in Michigan and I watched Michigan versus Penn State gymnastics crowd just crazy. And I was like, oh my God, like this needs to be like on the main stage. So you have ESPN, ESPN2, U, SEC Network, ACC Network, but I wish they would make it. PAC 12, don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> PAC 12. But and it's on like the network channels where I'm like, uh, NCAA gymnastics needs to be on ABC, the main feature Saturday night, because you also have Jordan Charles now, who's on the gymnastics team for UCLA. And she's gotten, I think, two or three perfect 10s. And you can mm. only find her on the Pac 12 network. No, baby girl needs to be featured. So yeah. I would just really say just exposure and, like I say, really showcasing all avenues of sports and and also to the pay like you know that was a big win for women's soccer but I'm like it took y'all six years and they have more championships than the men come on Mm -hmm. yeah so I would just really say the exposure and to really showcase it to the world and to quote one of my good girlfriends named Ari she's a WNBA reporter she said the WNBA is so important And not just the WNBA, but just women's sports are important because young Twilly, even though I knew I was going to be 5'10", if I'm seeing gymnastics on primetime ABC, I'm going to flip across my house. I'm like, all right, mama, sign me up. Like, I don't care. Or, you know, if I see Dawn in USC women's basketball, I'm like, oh, y'all got a crowd like this? Oh, yeah, let me like get on it. Or seeing Candace Parker when you know, a national, well, not a national, but a world championship in her hometown of Chicago. And she had to celebrate that with her daughter. And now she's the female voice for NBA on TNT. I've never seen that until her. And so, like I said, if I was that when I was younger, oh, there's no telling where Twilly now would (laughs) be. Right, Um, right. Yeah, so I would just say exposure, but slowly but surely we're getting there. And hopefully by 2023, you'll be even more. And hopefully by 2025, we don't even have to say women's sports. It's just, oh, did you see Chicago Sky? Did you see, right. you know, Jordan Charles do this? It's just a regular conversation. We don't have to, even not to sound like a Gen Zer, but not have to gender state what sport we're watching. It's just we're just watching whatever athletes. team it
0: is. Yeah, we're yeah, just watching yeah. athletes be the best. So yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I think maybe if there was more females that look like me on television and that exposure piece you're talking about, maybe I would know more about sports, (laughs) (laughs) gossip about sports rather than just like the real housewives like we do. I mean, Emily, when you were growing up, I mean, did you watch did you watch other females? I mean, do you remember any other females on TV that you would watch like for sports anchoring? No.
1: And so, cause my mom, so growing up, she worked for Adidas. So I was obsessed with Kobe Bryant, um, which is not a female, obviously, (laughs) but I'd say Mia Hamm was like the other, my like soccer idol um, growing up. But yeah, I mean, even I think gymnastics, like the Olympics, but It's funny because I was just thinking, you know, of exposure and how you were like, oh, the women don't make money and blah, blah, blah. But then it's like you get the Olympics and it's like the Winter Olympics and you see these random sports that are sports in the Olympics. But people are on them and everybody's talking about it and, oh, curling and, oh, I can't believe this is a sport and spending hours a day watching it. So it's like if the media puts it out there, people are going to watch it. Um, And I think, you know, with the question that you're saying destiny just of the week and like what advancement, I think also money comes into that. Cause I think if they start paying women equally, then sports or I think, you know, media is going to have to put them first because money follows where media follows. And so it's like, if, you know, the women's basketball team is making as much as the men's, like you better be putting them on NBC. You better be doing this and this and this, and the crowds will be there and the people will watch if it's there. Um, So I agree with that. Oh, definitely, because yeah. I know one of the
2: many faces of the WNBA, um, Sue Bird. She did a one-year contract just to help push the pay gap, and her contract for a year is like seventy-one thousand. And oh, wow. wait, a minute, <sighs> wait a minute, that's painful. Seventy-one thousand, and she's like the face of the WNBA, and yet these scrubs that right on the bench get like two hundred and fifty k, and the water boy at least gets a hundred k. Oh, I uh, uh, like, and like I said, if people were to actually watch it, it's not just, and I know a lot of men, like, especially like when I was in college, they would say they wouldn't watch women's sports because they're like, there's no dunking. They don't look pretty. And, you know, it's just like, "Uh," and I'm like, I don't know what sports you're watching because recently there's Lily, a girl in eighth grade, Lily eighth grade, and she's dunking. I... Cannot wait to see what she does in high school and in college. And speaking of like the late great Kobe Bryant, his daughter, I was obsessed with her. I watched uh-huh. her do a tournament and Slam like covered her. And I was like, this little girl is amazing. Like, oh, I can't wait to see what she does. And like I said, I'm not that well versed in basketball. But like I said, I have my friends like Ari who work for the WNBA who really are like, Twilly, how can you be a sports girl and you don't watch women's basketball. And I'm like, well, girl, I don't even watch men's basketball. But I did start. And I'm like, I like this more than men. Because, like, I'm I'm like, they look like me. And then, like I yeah. say, yeah, Candace Park. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she looks like a goddess. When I play basketball, I look like a sweaty, hot mess. I'm like, <laughs> you know,
0: like, how is she doing? I with- don't know who's trying to talk about their, oh, they're not pretty. All that mess. Like, hello. Hello. Yeah. They are so physically fit. Hey. Hello. Exactly, exactly. Like, and literally now, like, like Wonder Woman, like Amazon goddesses out there just doing the damn thing. Like, come on.
2: Exactly. And like I said, if you watch it like you do the NBA entrances, I like watching the WNBA entrance because I'm like, oh god that's a cute dress. Okay, let me find what this was. Or oh, I like those shoes. So it's like you're getting, you're literally getting everything and it's entertaining. And like I said, if they would have watched the WNBA championship last year they would have been sold like me because it was intense. And you had Candace Parker, you had Skylar Diggins Smith. I think that's her married last name. And you had like Britney Green. And it was just like, Oh my God, the battle of the Titans. And, it, it was it was very intriguing. I was very glued all games. So, like you said, mm-hmm. exposure. And I know NBC now has the Olympic channel. So you can watch Olympic sports all year round. And um, like I said, especially now, since a lot of athletes, because, you know, if you compete in the Olympics, you can do collegiate sports unless you didn't do any brand deals. But now since we have the NIL deals, which is like name, image and likeness that college athletes can get now, a lot of Olympic athletes, especially gymnasts, are like, well, now I compete at a collegiate level. Um, And mm-hmm. I just would have been intrigued to see how that would have transcended when Dominique Doss from like 1996 and Carrie Stroud, yeah. if they would have competed in college. Um, And I kind of wish that would have happened before, like with Simone Biles and Gabby Douglas, because I would have loved to see what college they would have gone to. Or, you know, maybe like they said, college is not for me. I just like my club gym, that's fine, but I love that SUNY, Jordan, and it's another young lady, she goes to LSU, are all getting the opportunity to compete in college. And all of them are saying the same thing, like, don't get me wrong, I love my Olympic experience, but doing what I love in college, with my friends and family and new fans is, you couldn't ask for anything better. So like I said, that exposure is truly helping Like my generation to now fight to be like, hey, Generation twenty forty, they need to see this twenty four seven. They will make it better, and I'm like, you want to increase revenue? Start selling these little Jordan shirts. Start selling these little SUNY shirts. Trust me, you you're going to get your money. So yeah. just yeah. just hire me as the marketing genius, and we'll be all good.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love, it. I love it. So exposure and truly, like, we were so happy to have you on and just bring all of your knowledge. Um, and yeah just keep exposing the things that need to be exposed for women. Just, you know, you work behind the scenes, all the different avenues and arenas you can do in sports. So thank you for being with us. We're so happy to hear. have you here. No,
2: thank you guys so, so much for having me. Um, I love supporting women and, you know, just get to tell my story and my crazy life twists and turns. you know, I hope I gave y'all some beautiful uncut gems, and you know, just just yeah. So um I hope to come back soon. It. I truly loved it, and um, thanks, y'all. So uncut gems. Thank you
1: so, so much. I'm again. definitely um, gonna start following you on Instagram right now, just for everybody. It's at Takeoff Twilly, T A K E O F F T W I L L I E. Go follow her now.
0: Well, that's the show. Thanks again for joining us. And if you did not get the social media from earlier, Steve, can you tell them one more time where they can find us? Absolutely, Adam. Go to the website, thecommittedcollective.org. Don't forget to sign up for our monthly newsletter. You could find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Committed Collective. And my personal favorite on Facebook, The Committed Collective Forum, where we have open dialogue topics about conversations that we need to have that we might not necessarily want to. As always, remember to challenge inequalities and champion change now.